0: 12, 1 and 2. This is our core verse. This is what it says. It's coming up on the screen behind me. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's pray over that right now. Father, speak to us right here. As we talk about perseverance, let us look to Jesus who modeled this for us. Father, I pray as we pray always that your word is alive and it's active, it's powerful. Let it speak to us where we are. Let it meet us, God, where we are. May it convict, may it encourage, may it challenge our very thoughts. May it spur us on to live, to become more like you. We pray these things in your son's name. Amen. So look at this again. Verse 2. This verse is speaking. Verse 2 is speaking to Jesus. Verse 1 speaking to us. And look how Jesus persevered. He endured the cross. He persevered through the pain. And then it specifically mentions shame. Knowing the joy that was waiting him on the other side. I mean Jesus is going through this, right? Like not only did he step out of heaven to come here with us Not only did he live with us Not only did he train up these men and dealt daily with with the masses He's also going to go to the cross for all of humanity to have the opportunity And he's going to deal with the pain that comes with that. He knows the pain that's coming And not only that He's going to deal with the shame, not just the public humiliation of being hung naked on a, on a, on a tree, but the shame of taking your sin and my sin to the cross when he was so undeserving. He is God, after all. He can have nothing to do with sin, and that is the shame that he took upon himself. But look what the motivation is, the joy that was waiting him on the other side. What's coming next is knowing that he's going to be seated at the right hand of God. He's going to be restored to a place of honor. And he knows that everything he did was not about him being glorified, but him giving you and I the opportunity to be there with him. That is the joy that Jesus experienced. And so he was willing to endure the cross. He was willing to persevere through this. And here's the thing, church. In God's economy, perseverance always leads to some type of benefit or blessing in your life. Always. In God's economy, perseverance always leads to some type of benefit or blessing in your life. Now, it may not be an immediate blessing. It will be immediate benefit. The blessing may come much later on but as you persevere and everybody in scripture who persevered through things there was always benefit or blessing that followed. And so verse 2 is all about Jesus being the model. Verse 1 are the instructions to us. It says that we right, and we'll, I'm reading this out of order. I know. we are to throw off every weight, especially the sin which tangles us up. And we're to run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now let's break this down working backwards. We're to run the race that is set before us. This is simply speaking to the journey of life. Your life from the time that you were brought into this world to the time you exit, it is the journey. Whether you are a Christian or not, that is the race that has been set before you. It doesn't matter what your socioeconomic income is. It doesn't matter what color skin you have. It does not matter what country you live in. The life that you live is the race that is set before you. It is the journey. And as Christians, as followers, the goal for you and I is spiritual maturity. That's the goal. It begins with surrendering your life and accepting God to come be, to, for Jesus to come be the master and Lord of your life. And then from that point on, it is all about, as the Bible mentions, places, you becoming like Jesus. And that race that is set before us is this daily journey of me becoming like Jesus. The author of Hebrews says that we're to with endurance. Now, most of us, we don't like that. Uh, there's a couple people that uh, running is a, is a thing like I, I've got a buddy over uh, in Huntsville Matt Pittenger, some of you know him he was a lot of our man camp and our father son things uh, he's a runner, like one of those crazy psycho runners, like one of those hey I thought I would do like a 50 mile race down at uh, you know Talladega you want to go with me? and I'm like no, I, I don't want to even watch you run 50 miles like, like what's, what's that, why? why? You know, hey, I'm training for this thing at Chee I can't, you know, and I'm like, wow, like why 50 miles? Like, isn't one good enough? Anyway, this this guy loves to run. And the author gives us this analogy, run with endurance. And, and the, the translation is we're to be steadfast in this journey that we are on. We are to persevere through the difficult seasons of life some of these difficult times that we face they're going to be trials they're going to be just you know what life just threw you a curve and that's what it is and i know a lot of people everybody everybody has these moments where you know what you just you can't help it whatever happens in life is happening and we are to persevere through that we're to run through that on a journey of becoming like him some of these difficult times are just temptations that come our way Weak moments in our life that we give in. Because let me tell you, the temptations are there, and Satan is not going to stop these. As a matter of fact, once you start, once you start letting him in, he's just gonna keep feeding it, and he's gonna keep feeding it. And and, and we are to give up these temptations that come our way. Some of these difficult moments will be handling conflict. There'll be moments where we have to fight for relationships. I'm completely convinced that that God wants us. I mean, it's Jesus focuses on it. The New Testament focuses on it. The Old Testament, it's woven throughout. Fighting for relationship and reconciliation is so important to the Christian faith. And we are to run, he says, this race set before us, not walk. And there's a big difference. Walking. We can resonate with walking, right? I mean, walking, it's, it leads to comfort. Unless you're like Ed, you're going to throw you know, 45 pounds on your back and go hike the mountains or something. Walking leads, it's, it's comfortable. Walking isn't challenging to most people. Walking is pretty casual. As a matter of fact, uh, this morning, um, I carried on a full conversation for 26 minutes with somebody on the phone. While walking when I should have been up in the speed a little bit but I couldn't breathe and speak at the same time <laughs> but for 26 minutes I just kind of strolled that's what walking does walking is comfortable it's casual we are told to run this race with endurance running is challenging if you are running there is purpose and I believe that many people are trying to walk Through this journey that we are on this race that is set before us we're trying to walk through this and we get comfortable and it's casual and this leads to apathy you here in the church in America do you realize that by other countries standards and what's going on they call us casual Christians like that's the reputation of the church in America casual comfortable Christianity while people are being persecuted and they have to meet in secret, they're willing to do so. And we have the reputation of being casual Christians. We're to run the race that is set aside. We're to throw aside, he says, every weight or sin that clings to us and keeps us from being able to run. I like, don't miss the order of this. Right? Like, get rid of the weight. Get rid of the sin that angles you up, that clings to you, that keeps you from being able to run. So the sin, as we're working backwards, right? I mean, that's kind of obvious. Quit engaging in it. Do what it takes to avoid the moments that lead to sin. Most of the sin is something that is caught up in the moment. And if we can just avoid the moments where sin takes place, that's one step in preventing sin from living in sin. It also says that we're to lay aside every weight. I was curious about this. Like, wait, Lay aside. One, one translation says that we're to strip off every weight. Of course, the analogy is, as the author says, is running a race. Added weight is anything that slows us down. If you think about it, you, you, you go out here and you run and you carry weights it's going to slow you down what is that on a spiritual level distractions what slows us down spiritually is simply distractions distractions from this world the tv shows that we must watch those are distractions the hours spent on social media platforms those are distractions work can be a distraction toxic relationships can be A weight any selfish act and the excuses that come with it are weights that slow us down I don't watch a whole lot of TV we have a TV I don't watch a whole lot of TV TV is on here's what I've established as as I'm working through the weight that slows me down I've been thinking about my life you know all the footballs kind of come to an end week two I think it came to an end (laughs) Um basketball is there, so I like that and I, I got I got that going for me. The Sykes are in the market, kind of sort of, for a car. We haven't bought cars in years. And so I realized I now spend my time, not minutes. Take all the time you guys watch TikTok videos, I do that researching cars and, and, and I mean I look I can tell you where you know what cars are in Coeur d'Alene Idaho because I got friends up there I mean I've researched the small SUV market in Coeur d'Alene Idaho I can tell you everything around here the Hyundai dealership that I drive by and I drive through their parking lot every time I can tell you how often they rotate the cars on that on that car lot right Like, like this is how engaged into this I am I have no business, and I have no idea why, but I've started researching super C, class C uh, campers, motorhomes. These are the big, you know, Peterbilt uh, chassis. I mean, we're not talking about just, we're not talking about just like, you know, a a regular old class C motorhome. I'm talking about the super Cs. I can tell you about every single one in the southeast that's being sold for by owner on three different websites. What do you want to know about him? I'm your guy. You want to know why? Because this for some reason is what I have been doing with my time. And, and it dawned on me as I'm cracking this sermon this week, Michael, this is a major distraction. Is it bad that you know this information? No, it's not bad. Right? But it certainly is not beneficial. It certainly is not helping me. As a matter of fact, when I should be focused on how can I save more money to pay cash for this next car, I'm too busy researching all the things that I know I don't need to be buying. It's a distraction. And we do it all the time, whether it's sitting there on the couch watching these TikTok videos, and I have people that send me TikTok videos, and some of them are great, some of them are funny, but I also like it's addictive. I've heard y'all talk about it. I Maybe it's your TV show, maybe it's whatever, whatever it is. There are these distractions. And the author of Hebrews says that you are to set them aside. You, 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 you are to throw them down. I actually bought me a this sounds bad. I I actually bought me a Bible this week. I actually bought me a Bible that I could read. And not just my tablet. Right? Because I do everything on my tablet. And what is it? Like, Like, what's what's the thing? Okay, I'm going to sit here and do my Bible study on my tablet. And what happens? I get a notification on my tablet. And now where am I? I'm over here, you know, checking out the Super C. <laughs> There's one in Florence. Where oh, we might look okay. at it this team. Um <laughs> Check it out. You know, and, and look here. But I mean, it, it's the reality of I'm sitting here. I get caught up in this. He says, set aside any distraction. And so now it's computer, cell phone, tablet, which I love over here. Just God's word right here, which is beneficial. And then the first thing in this verse says, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. These are the people who have gone before us. Hebrews 11 is the faith hall of fame. That's what they call it, right? It's person after person after person who demonstrated great faith. These are all people who persevered in some way or another. If you're unfamiliar with it, go read Hebrews 11. See the outline of what they did. These people persevered and then go read their story in in the Old Testament. As these people endured the trials of life, and as they face the test of Satan and the test of God was given to them. You know, this next year shifts to the theme. We're week 51 of Core 52. Well done. We're there. This next year. Our focus shifts to the theme of becoming like Jesus. We turn ten, and we're going to weave that into a ten-year celebration and what God has done and His faithfulness. In fifty-two weeks of our attention, be spent on the characteristics of Jesus, and as we traverse these together, there will certainly be moments where we all are walking. It's, it's going to happen. There's there's going to be moments where we're distracted and we're carrying around extra weight of distractions. And here's what I hope you remember as we go into this. The journey of becoming like Jesus is, it's a marathon. It requires endurance. And I love that Mark Moore said that in the essay this week. He talks about gaining grit. Grit empowers you to live life like it's a marathon not a sprint and it's the single most important factor in success and and i think if you take your faith seriously to the point of i I really and truly am focused on my life reflecting jesus of me becoming like jesus in all things it's going to take perseverance because you know what we're going to fall I, I'm, I'm going to fall. I shared with a group of guys I meet with on Saturdays, I shared with them yesterday something that, that is straight out, out of the Word of God that I had written earlier this week and then I didn't fall through with it. I, I, I completely missed an opportunity to, to have one of these characteristics of Jesus and I completely missed it. And, and that's going to happen. And that's why it's important for us to realize and understand that perseverance is key when it comes to success. It's the single most important factor to our success. Here's the problem. The, the problem with the American culture is, and you know this, I want it now, and I want it easy. That, that's our mentality. I, I want it now. I don't want to have to wait. I, I, I want it to happen, right now, and I don't want to have to work for it. We don't want to wait for results, and we don't want to have to work hard for them. I mean, that's why the, the, the diet industry will make billions over the course of the next six weeks selling their super secret pill for you to lose weight. Just take this pill. It's easy, and the pounds will just fall off of you. And we don't want to wait for the results, and we don't want to have to work hard for them. Jesus said, in this world, you will have difficult times. It's a promise. It's an expectation. John 16, says, I, I've said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, he says, you will have tribulation. But take heart. I've overcome the world. It, it's going to happen. Like, difficult times are going to happen if you're a follower of Jesus Christ. Hence, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, where it tells us to keep our eyes where? On Jesus, keep your eyes focused on Jesus. Why? Because he has overcome the world. There's going to be difficult challenges of faith to test us. It's going to happen, church. It doesn't matter how great your life is. If you're serious about becoming like him, there's going to be difficult challenges of faith to test you. They should be expected and embraced. James tells us to count it all joy. That doesn't even make sense in our culture. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And perseverance will have its full effect. And you will be perfect and complete, not lacking anything. Here's what always needs to be remembered. The final reward, the final reward is always greater than the current struggle or challenge that we're going through. As harsh as the cross was for Jesus and as embarrassing as the shame was, the joy that was waiting Jesus on the other side of it was so much better and it was worth it. So today I want to close with the reading of of a portion of the Christmas story that we're familiar with. And within this story is a moment where a decision has to be made. Will I persevere? Or will I give in to culture? Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 24. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and he took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born and Joseph named him Jesus. You know, last week, uh, our Sunday night life group went to the movies and uh, we saw the chosen you're familiar with the series they they have a christmas thing in theaters if you haven't seen it i i, I recommend it all right it's their version of the christmas story now i'm just going to throw this out there okay um you, uh, about the first 45 minutes is going to be advertisements okay just just know that that's coming and then We didn't know this, won't go into it. It'll help you if you go into it, I highly recommend it, but know that it's gonna be part of it. There's a lot of songs, okay? Good quality, but if you think you're going to watch a movie and eat some popcorn, you're gonna be be disappointed. But the quality of the video and everything was what they have already put out for us, okay? It's great, but within the storyline, they do a wonderful job of portraying Joseph Joseph, and his commitment that he made to his role within the life of Jesus. You know, on the grand scheme of things,
1: everything
0: that we know, <laughs> Joseph doesn't get a whole lot of credit. Right? Like, it's, it's right here. Um, they escaped to Egypt. And then we know that Jesus was left in the temple at 12 and it's like that's it. Joseph don't get much, but the perseverance shown is monumental. He has every cultural right to not only divorce Mary, but to publicly humiliate her. He 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 can even go as far as having her stoned. Like now, that's not in his character. He's a righteous man, and and we get that but based on what the cultural expectation is that that is what he can do but he listens to the messenger of God Joseph I want you to be the earthly father of my son Mary your bride-to-be she's praying and then don't miss this part. He's been conceived by the Holy Spirit. Like what, I mean, how do you even process that? With everything you know about life or science, how do, you, how do you process? He's been conceived by the Holy Spirit. And I want you to name him Jesus. And here's the thing that we miss about Joseph. He now is the one who is taking the public humiliation. That, that is taking the humili- humiliation of marrying an unfaithful pregnant woman. And l- let's not get into, I mean, don't forget the conversations around the dinner table with families. Well, so who's the dad? I mean, how do you explain that? He, he's also asked to hold off on his consummation of marriage. Then he carries the pressure of being the earthly father figure for Emmanuel, for God with us. In nine months of dealing with these weights and with perseverance, there's a moment, and it's a beautiful moment in the movie, and I believe it's a beautiful moment where Jesus held the Son of Man. He held him in his arms and he said, we will call him Jesus because he will save all people from your sins. The final reward is always greater than the current struggle always greater than the current challenge that we are going through. But it takes perseverance to get there. See you all Christmas Eve. God, thank you for this. May we learn to persevere. May we be willing to see, Lord, that the reward is far greater than the challenge that we're going through. Lord, I... I I dare pray for challenges. They're going to happen. In the world, we're going to have troubles, not because of anything that we've done, but because of of you, and you tell us that. So, Father, I pray that we don't cower. I pray that we don't back down. I I, I pray that we don't walk the race that is set before us, Lord. Father, may we walk out of here, and may we run grace that is set before us. May we endure to the end. Because God, the reward is so much greater.